This is Decoding Learning Differences with Kimberlyn Lavelle, and this episode is Motivational Writing. So this year we've been focusing a lot on motivation, how to get kids motivated to do things, how to get in terms of learning, and you know we started the year off with what not to do, but the rest of this year I just want to focus on what to do, how to motivate kids, and be successful in it. So first of all, is always follow your child's interests. If you want your child to be motivated to write, be sure you know what they're interested in, what they like to do, how they like to spend their time, and figure out how can you incorporate writing into that. The other big one that I want you to think about as we go through the rest of these is be sure you're modeling some of these yourself. So. Think about all of these in terms of how can I start doing this because that's going to help support my child in wanting to do it. The, the first one is journals and logs. Um, this can take so many forms. It might just be a daily journal that they write about things that happened today. It might be a log about what they're growing in the garden and what it looked like when they first planted it and what they did to care for it when they first planted it and then what they did the next day and the next day or the next week and what does it look like and how what's working what's happening is there any problems you know they can keep a log of what's going on with something like that or with caring for an animal or a caterpillar that which is an animal but um, if you have like one of those caterpillar kits they might be take have a log of what's going on with the caterpillar each day. I remember as a kid doing that with um, mealworms during like a summer school activity and it just looked like the same every day and I was like we had to draw a picture every day I'm like this looks the same as yesterday but eventually I started to realize that no they were getting bigger and changing. Um, the journals can also be like a nature journal where every time they go outside, they grab their nature journal and take it with them. Or when you guys are going on hikes together or when you come back from being outside, maybe they spend some time writing about the plants and trees and animals that they saw. Now, again, if you're doing this and you have your nature journal and they have their nature journal, it kind of works out that you're both doing it together, especially when they're younger, they're much more interested in copying what mom and dad are doing. Older kids start to resist that. Um, but if it's already part of who they are as a young child, it will help as they get older. Now, if you already have an older child, it might be more about just do it yourself and see if they start to be like, can I have a journal? Let them ask. Um, depending on your kid and your relationship, it, you know it might work better to not ask them, but wait for them to ask you for a journal that they can use when they go, when you all go hiking together. Or at the end of their day that they want to journal about it. Um, it might be about the food that you guys are making. You know, they're trying new recipes and you guys want to journal about it or keep logs of what everybody you know, what you ate and how it, whether or not you liked it and what you would try differently the next time, anything like that. Um, it might be when you guys go out to eat that they're keeping a log of the different foods that they've tried and, oh, they want to try food from all over the world and you're going to, you know, try different countries 
as many as you can find in your area or traveling to get to some other ones. So maybe they've got a log for something like that. Um, it might be pets. You know, they might be keeping a log of caring for a pet, especially something like fish or maybe a hamster, maybe something you don't have to do something for every day. Like a dog you would be feeding, you know, every day. But a hamster, maybe you feed it a couple times a week, is able to be enough for it to always have food. Um, I don't actually know. I don't have a hamster. So if I'm saying it wrong, I'm sorry. <laughs> fish I've had. Fish you usually, depending on the fish, you usually feed them every day. But you might, you know, keep a log of who's feeding the fish. Maybe next to the fish tank, there's just a log and everyone just has to write down their name and that they fed it at this time, this much, you know, so that you know that it's being fed and not being fed too much because fish will eat too much. I do know that. At least I think I do. Um, pet fish. It might be a, like a bird watching log that they're keeping track of which birds they're seeing and, you know, they might be getting interested in bird watching because you bought them a book on birds and the different kinds of birds and some binoculars and you guys are doing it together or, or they're doing it on their own because it's something they're interested in or anything similar to that, right? It might be the wildlife they're seeing out on hikes or the insects that they're seeing in the garden and what's happening with those. They might, it, it could be anything that they want to keep a journal or a log about. Knowing that you're keeping a journal or a log can, about something might prompt them to decide to do it about something else. They might benefit from you making some of these suggestions. They might benefit from you trying a bunch of these different ones and just see what they, what they benefit from, what they want to try. Um, some other ones are gratitude journal every day or every week, writing what you're grateful for. Similar to that could be what I would call like a pride journal. What are you proud of? This can be really helpful with self-esteem. If you share what you are proud of yourself for accomplishing and your child is invited to share what they're proud of themselves for accomplishing, it can be very beneficial in Rec making them recognize that they have achieved, that they have done great things. So that can be a boost of self-confidence and then also be another fun writing activity for them. It might be a prayer journal, maybe it's, um, or there's journals that have like prompts in them that you can do as you just work through it little by little. Um, I know there's big life journal is the one that pops in my head and there was another one that I can't think of right now, but there's some good ones out there that you can definitely look into. So journals and logs, there's so many options, so many ways to take it and they can be fun, short. That's one of the big benefits to a journal or a log is journals could be really long or they could be pretty short. Logs tend to be pretty short. Um, which can make it very accessible to just get in the habit of writing a tiny bit. And as it, you know, really gets to just be part of their everyday life that they're just writing and writing and writing. Letters, they can write letters to people. So 
Again, we have so many options with letters. How can a letter be? What kinds of letters might motivate them? Now, maybe it's pen pals. You help them find a pen pal or they find their own pen pal while they're traveling and they write back and forth to each other. It might be family. They're writing to their aunts and uncles and cousins that live on the other side of the country. That can be very motivating because they get a letter where they ask them questions, they respond to the letter, they send it back. Same as pen pals, right? You're getting these letters back and forth and that can be really motivating to keep that going. Um, it also can be done through email. Sometimes getting the letter in the mail with the stamps is a little extra and feels extra special. But if they would rather email, not a problem. Um, friends, whether it's, like I said, a friend that they met while traveling, a friend that moved away, or even a friend that lives down the street. Maybe they just write letters to each other and drop them in their mailbox without a stamp or under the, the uh, doormat or something like that. Um, they can write thank yous for gifts that they've received. Now, a lot of times we force that on kids. So decide how you best want to approach it. Um, obviously, I don't recommend forcing it, but you might want to model doing it so that your child wants to do it. You might make it easy for them by doing it with them, helping them set up um, and asking them if they want to do it, letting them know that it feels really good for people to receive thank you letters, um, especially if they weren't there when the child opened the gift. It can feel really nice to get a thank you for the gift that they were given or sent. Um, so you might want to encourage it. Again, preferably don't force it. Then another suggestion I have is to use letters for any kind of activism on anything they're passionate about. Whatever, whatever political things they're interested in, passionate about. I mean, I'm not saying political as in like political parties, but just anything where they feel like there's change that needs to happen, right? A law might need to be changed or people, or some kind of, something needs to change. Whatever they're passionate about. They might write letters to politicians or the newspaper or everyone they know to get them to take action. People they don't know. They might just be writing letters. Um, they might be writing letters to veterans in the hospital or um, people in the army or Navy or anything overseas. They might write letters um, to anyone might also be writing fan letters to people that they're interested in giving some praise to or appreciation to. So, so many, so many options, again, with the letters. Research projects. This is one that's harder to model um, in some ways, but or maybe it's just that we aren't used to it. So it'd be a little, feel, it might feel a little different for you, but it could be fun. You could each choose something you want to research and do a project on and do some writing as part of that. Um, you of course could assign it if that's something that would work out with you and your child. But the idea is letting them research something really deeply that they're super interested in 
and writing about it can help synthesize all of their ideas and help them understand it a little more deeply. We've talked before about how teaching someone something helps you to understand it better. Well, when you're writing about something, you're kind of teaching the reader about what you have learned. So that's a way to help them understand something better. Of course, forcing it isn't super helpful. So figure out how, how what might motivate them and what it could look like that would feel motivating to them. It's gonna be different for every kid and not knowing yours specifically right now, I can't speak to that, but you can always contact me for some, some very specifics. Um, we can get into the specifics with your, your specific child. Okay, then of course there's creative writing. Now this can be, going back to things that we've already talked about, it can be a completely fictional journal that it's a journal written by a character that they've created. Doesn't it actually exist, but they can have fun just creating this journal about this person who exists and what they saw, or maybe it's a fictional journal about what they wish had happened today. Today we went to the beach and went scuba diving. That would be my dream, right? They, they can write about whatever they wish had happened today and pretend like it really did happen and what would have it what would it have been like if it had happened um which then can give you insight into what they're wanting and what they're liking and maybe you can make some of those things happen maybe not because maybe it's you know about how they swam with dolphins in the ocean and that's a little hard to make happen it can happen but has happened um, but it's hard to force, um, unless you actually go to like a, one of the places that have dolphins that you can swim with, but I just mean wild in the ocean makes it a little harder. Okay. They can do creative letters. So they can write a letter to a fictional person. They can have that fictional person write letters back to them, or maybe you are the fictional person and you fictionally write back to them. And you do these back and forth fictional letters that are just silly about whatever they can make it up. Again, it's just can be like a fun character that you each have that you make up. Maybe you're learning about each other and you're each other's made up pen pals and you're both just in character and you can be like um, fairies or mermaids or gnomes. You know, you can be dragons. You can be any made up anything. You can be aliens on other planets and maybe you're on two different planets and what is it like? Which then could also incorporate some learning about some planets if they're actual real planets. So, so many options, so much fun. Um, of course, the creative writing can be short stories. It can be novels, it can be plays. Um, maybe it's a, a play that they actually gather friends together and they act it out. Or maybe it's a play where they don't need anyone else. They, a single person play that they're going to act it out for you. Or they've got different masks so that they can act it out by themselves. Um, but, or maybe they just want to write the play. They, you know, maybe they don't want to act it out. It's just whatever is of interest to them. So for all of these that I've gone through so far, these are all things that you might start by modeling 
you might, or depending again on your relationship with your child, how best it is to approach them, you might suggest, hey, I'd love to see you do a little more writing. I've got a whole bunch of ideas on how that might look. Do you want to hear them? They might be in a bad mood and not want to hear it at all. Okay, maybe we can talk later. Let me know. And then maybe bring it up again later and you give them all these ideas. Um, maybe you have them listen to this episode and see if anything is inspiring or interesting to them. Then you can make it easier for them. You can give them tools like voice typing. Voice typing can take a lot of the pressure of fine motor difficulty or spelling difficulty away and allow them to focus just on the generation of ideas. So if you're not familiar, Google Docs has voice typing under tools. If you want to hear a bit, little bit more about that, I did a video on that um, a couple years ago. You can find that on the website and there'll be a link to it um, below the video for this page. But it's a tool that can help support them and allow them to feel a little more successful in their writing. Um, and just having a variety of options, a variety of pencils, a variety of paper, a variety of stationery, a variety of types of writing can all help motivate them to be a little bit more successful, um, a little more interested in their writing. Then there's strewing. So strewing is another way to motivate someone to do something. However, you can't be too tied to the result. It doesn't work very well to say, I'm going to strew to get them to blank. Because usually it doesn't work out the way we think it might. So for example, leave out an open journal with a pen. Now you might have an idea that they're going to then look up out the window and journal about what they're seeing and you have these like visions, right? And they might just start drawing. And then you're like, that's not okay. You tried, you set it up. It's all good. It, there was no harm done, right? They're enjoying themselves all as well. They might also just put it aside while they do something else. That happens all the time. They're like, oh, this is in my way. I'll clean this up for you, especially if they're not used to you strewing things um, for them to discover. Uh, it can kind of just want to clean it up instead of actually engaging with it. And of course, as I've said, be sure that you are modeling writing above all else. Um, well, above everything other than following their interests, modeling it can take a lot of the pressure off and allow them to know that writing can be fun, can be enjoyable, and is something that people just do all the time. They definitely see us doing it on our phones with text messages and emails and things like that. Um, but they might not see all the other ways that writing can happen and be enjoyed. And you might also even talk about authors and how impressed you are that authors are able to come up with these great ideas and write about this and and it doesn't have to mean anything. It's not saying you child should become an author, but just appreciating the art of writing and just leaving it at that. <sighs> 
the takeaway today. The key to motivating your child to write is to follow their interest and be open to any form of writing, whatever it might look like. Embrace it, encourage it, love it. It's all good. So motivate your child by giving them all these different options, following their interests, and modeling this to them. If you want a little more information on how to teach your own specific child, how to motivate your specific child to write, or to if you have problems with how do I teach them this math, or we're struggling with reading and phonics and whatever it is, if you're having trouble, if you're having struggles, please reach out to me. You can find out more about my services at yourparenthelp.com. You can also email me, Kimberlyn at decodinglearningdifferences.com. And I also always just love hearing any stories you have to offer about any reading, writing, math, anything you're learning, discovering, any tricks or tips that you found really worked well with your child. I love to hear all of it. Please email me, Kimberlyn at decodinglearningdifferences.com. I cannot wait to hear from you. And I will talk to you again next week.